All righty. Welcome to this episode of Bevon. I'm Leonard, and I'm here with Dan Reyes of Knee Deep Brewing in Auburn, California. I, Auburn, where is Auburn at? It's up north somewhere, right? So first off, uh, yeah, I want to thank you for letting me on here. Um, yes, Auburn is north of Sacramento. It is about 30 miles north of, of Sacramento. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, yeah. I and we met at the uh, Uncle Henry's uh, Tap Takeover a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. And I've been a big fan of Knee Deep now. And I even sent you the screenshot of uh, of my untapped file. Uh, I probably first documented drinking Hoptologist back in, I think, uh, 2013 and probably had it mm -hmm. maybe a year before that. So uh, yeah. thank you for your time. Uh, I already kind of already poured Absolutely. a little bit here. So what, what do you got over there? Do you have, do you have the Hoptologist? So, so that's that's funny you say that because I happen to have a fresh Hoptologist on me right now. Nice. I'm going to pour to my favorite beer stein uh, by Whiskey Peaks. It's like my favorite of all time. Will that uh, hold? Will that hold the, that whole can? It might, it might hold the it'll, whole thing, right? It'll hold the whole thing. Yeah, it will. This is this is a nineteen two can, so and this is thirty two ounce. It holds up oh. to thirty two ounces. Wow. So, yeah, it. Um. So if you can see, it, it pours nice, golden color. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just an amazing beer. Wow. Absolutely amazing beer. Um, one of my favorites that we make. Most yeah. definitely. So, yeah, I, but, it was one, uh, it was one, it was one of the first beers I think I've had in kind of the craft beer movement over the past you know 10, 15 years, um, and you know it's an iconic uh, an iconic uh, can. I love the art. I love the mad scientist uh, hop uh, hop head uh, with the unibrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this little guy here, he's he's um, amazing, man. He's he's our staple. He's what we're known for. People people see that they see stickers of it and everything. They know all oh, it's knee deep you know so definitely it's, it's it's cool to have like a little mascot like that so awesome thank you for joining yeah. me cheers yeah, let's do a cheers. cheers cheers yeah that's a and and that's a it's probably one of the first imperial ipas i had i think it's clocking in probably like a nine percent uh abv it's uh it's you're gonna drink all of that you're gonna feel that <laughs> oh absolutely well i won't drink the whole can but um <laughs> I'll drink what I can. <laughs> I know it being late right now, it's um, it yeah, it might be a little hard for me to drink the whole thing. So, so Dan, tell us what a little bit about yourself and what you do for Knee Deep. Sure. So I'm originally from the East Coast. Uh, I grew up in a little small city called Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> well, very well sports sports known town. Also a big drinking town. Yeah. Um, are you are you a big Steelers fan? I'm a diehard Steelers fan. Go Steelers, what? man. I love, I love the Steelers. Oh, nice. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. So I'm a diehard Steelers fan. Um, so it's I, it's funny because in Pittsburgh, they have a saying. Uh, it's it's like um, Pittsburgh, uh, this, a, a drinking city with a Pits, with a Steelers problem or something like that. Yeah. So we're diehard drinkers and we're diehard Steelers fans. So and that's me in, in a nutshell. So I grew up out there. Um, I grew up in, actually, I grew up in a little small town called Breezewood, but it's easier to say Pittsburgh because it's near Pittsburgh. Yeah. But it's a small town, Pennsylvania. Um, and I moved out here in 2014 to kind of fall in pursuit of actually into the film industry and okay. just didn't, didn't kind of make that wave of doing it. So I kind of went through the schooling process and everything, but, uh, just didn't work out. 
So, so, so kinda, that, uh, no, I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you now for sure. uh, every yeah, now and I'm going to interrupt go you with follow-up questions. Yeah, so, no problem, so, no problem. so what, what did you want to do in the film industry, by the way, out of curiosity? So just kind of wanted to do film filming. Um, I wanted to be a cameraman almost, uh, okay. uh, you know, and just get into to being a freelance filming or camera guy pretty much. Nice. Was and, my and, you goal. Went to, and you went to school uh, in Southern California? I did. Yeah. I went to, uh, uh, Mount San Antonio oh, yeah. and Walnut. Yeah. And they have a yeah. great program there for, for film from filmmakers. Um, and I just took a couple classes nice. and, and learned how to work camera and it just didn't work out for me. You know, I just kind of, you know, didn't pursue it. We'll just say that, you know? Yeah, no, I, I the yeah. reason why I, the reason why I asked is I went to film school too. So I, I'm always thinking, oh, nice. like, Hey, I need to make a film before I die, like a short film, maybe before I, I die, it would be pretty cool. So I, I actually have I've I have written a script. Nice. Um it's a silent film. It's it could be roughly about two to five minutes. It's not very long, oh, but yeah. it is a script. I made my own script. I still have it. Uh one day maybe I'll film it. You never know. So yeah, you might make, so... try to make it try to make try to make it beer related as well. So we'll see. No but, kidding. I mean, yeah. think think about it. With the technology we have now, um, you can film pretty much everything on your cell phone if you have a nice camera, which most yeah. of them do nowadays. Yeah. Um, you can edit on your iPhone or even like I, you know, I use Adobe a lot for the show, um, but Adobe has Premiere, which is basically kind of almost industry standard editing software for, for film and video. So the technology, and I, I went to film school, like, man, probably 20, 25 years ago. And so the technology mm -hmm. has changed so much. Pretty much anyone who has an idea can make a film now. And put right. it on and put it on the internet, put it on YouTube. So the it's so much right, more. exactly. So yep. keep on following. Do it, man. Shoot it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'll shoot it one day, but um, but yeah. So that so that happened, and that didn't work out. So I started kind of going back into my old profession. I I was always like um I was always into like the transportation section of of work. So like I was a dispatcher for a company uh, back east. So I kind of got into that here. And it just was like a job. It's basically a job that goes nowhere. To be I mean, no disrespect to dispatchers out there. We need them out there. I promise. But but for me, it was just like uh, it just felt like very stagnant. So uh -huh. I needed more. And I kind of fell in love into the craft beer scene. Um, I started drinking uh, craft beer um, a while ago. So I kind of got into it. And I decided that I wanted to, even if it was for like the distribution side, I wanted to work at a brewery. And I started working at Strand Brewery in oh, yeah. Torrance. In Torrance, mm -hmm. um, I, I worked there for a while, for a couple years. Um, and we had—I mean, I don't know if you know the story, but they are no longer with us. They're That's up correct. in Brewery, Brewery Heaven. Um, but uh, I worked with them, but I learned a lot from them. You know, I—I I learned the sales side, the production side. You know. The, I even worked the tasting room. I, I helped with distribution. I helped as much as I could with them, you know. And then I I found my actual love of the beer brewery industry, which is sales. You know, um, learning, talking about beer, you know, selling beer. It just it, it was just something that I felt very comfortable doing right off the gate. And then my boss actually saw that. He saw how much passion I had into it, and he's just like, "Man, this is." This is right up your alley. You know, you're doing a great job. And then, you know, just what happened with Strand, and that's, you know, they're no longer with us. So 
uh, I moved on from there and then I went to Knee Deep. So um, Knee Deep gave me an opportunity and I took it and they've been nothing but great. The company is great. Um, the, my bosses are great. Everybody I work with, super helpful, great. So, um, but yeah, that's basically how I jumped into to Knee Deep. You know, it's been a great ride so far. Um, yeah, and, and doing events like I, like I met you at, it was just, it's just been nothing but a great time. You know, and I love what I do. So, so, so how many years uh, have you been working for Knee Deep now? So it hasn't been years. It's only been a few months. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's only been about uh, five months now. Um, so, well, sorry, about four months, four months now. So, um, yeah, so I've just been with them just recent. So they just started to bring down, I guess they had a few other Southern California reps down here. But I think before the pandemic, they had left. And then during the pandemic, obviously didn't have anybody. And then they kind of continued that way once the pandemic kind of ended and all that. And then they hired me. So okay. now I am I am the sales rep for them all and all Southern California, um, minus San Diego. So basically like the five counties, Ventura, LA, Riverside, San Bernardino, Orange. So okay. I basically am the rep for them in those areas. Um and, and yeah. So yeah. So you said you've been drinking craft beer for a while now. What what were some of the craft beers that you were drinking early on? Um, I would probably say El Segundo was one of them, was a big one that I was, was drinking. Um, you know, it's, they, those guys, I've known those guys for a while. Um, you know, like Logan was, I think is one of the main brewers there. He's been a good pal of mine for a while. Like Mayberry, I think Mayberry IPA was my very first IPA, yeah. you know, and it, it was an amazing beer, you know, and I think I, that's the only thing I can re really remember. Um, but I got it, you know, like was drinking Strand. Um, and then I also was drinking uh, so a little bit of Ballast Point, um, the Sculpin IPA. Yeah. So those are some of the original ones that I started with. Um, but then I kind of got into a little bit more uh, more depth of, of IPAs, you know, when I started, when, when breweries just started growing more and more, you know, going to like um, places in, in like Bottle Logic and Brewery X um uh where else the brewery in anaheim yeah um but yeah the green cheek those, these are all places that i would just would go at, a, at an early time in my craft beer yeah. experience life you know so um but yeah the one main beer i can remember was definitely mayberry so it's it's funny you mentioned i i always had the conversation with people about uh about orange county and that kind of uh that kind of per, that that air, geographic area where like everything's at, you know, you can mm -hmm. literally go from the brewery to Bottle Logic to Green Cheek to Monkish now to mm -hmm. Noble, uh, everywhere, everywhere, everywhere's there. Yeah, it's just it's, cra it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's insane how many breweries are in a probably a ten mile radius uh, that you can just go yeah. pick up four packs or do a, a little crawl. Uh, yeah, and have some really outstanding beers. Um, I really was literally just talking about that with a buddy of mine, how that area is just like uh, uh, saturated with high quality beer. Um, Definitely. So, so you've, you've, you've drinking Bella's point, you're drinking El Segundo, you're drinking strand. Um, and now you work for knee deep. So you're getting some hoptologists and uh, breaking bud 
Uh, mm-hmm. What do you have in your fridge right now? And be honest. Oh. Be honest. So, um, <laughs> I mean, right now I've definitely got some El Segundo. I always have El Segundo. I think they just put out a triple IPA for their anniversary because they just had it. Um, I think I got a four pack of that, of that in there. I definitely got some Radiant in there. Um, they just put out a West Coast called Like No Other. Uh, so I picked up with some of that. Uh, let's see, Hop Secret. I got a little Hop Secret in there. They made uh, a West Coast Lager that's amazing. Uh, I believe it's called Cruising for Bruising or something like that. So I just kind of mixed it everything. I got a little Ogo Pogo in there. I got some old oh, school yeah. mix. Um, I got, you know, I got a Hop Secret in there. Your intention, pale ale. Um, but yeah, I think I got some Eureka in there. So double bogey. And uh, yeah, that's about all I could think of right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have, and, and also knee deep, obviously, because yeah. this, when I do my sales, <laughs> I always take knee deep with me. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I mean, other than that, like I may have like a seltzer in there somewhere, <laughs> but uh okay. That's about, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Like that I can think of off the top of my head. Now, yeah, is there any so. particular styles you you are drawn to, or that you stay away from? Like, I, you, that's not your that's not your jam. So, um, I will say that my jam mainly is West Coast. Mm-hmm. I love that clear, dank, hoppiness. Like, yeah. you know, just a a great body, um, solid beer that you could just kind of. It just has a lot of flavor to it, you know. So. West Coast is kind of where I more go, go towards. Um, and I I, I want to say this with all respect, um, but I'm not a huge Saison fan and I'm not a huge uh, Hazy fan. Oh, so really? I, um, <laughs> so Hazy, Hazy for me, I mean, it, I like them. I could drink them. No problem. We make it a fantastic Hazy, I'll say. Um, we have two Hazies. We have the Deep Haze, which is our just our, our Hazy ipa and then we have a double hazy called hoplo escobar um i think i think uncle jo- or, uh, uncle henry's had it uh a few weeks ago so uh but other than that like i'm not a huge fan of those beer like huge fan of those styles so um but i'll pretty much drink anything like I, you know i don't i don't discriminate i mean if i like a hazy i'll drink it you know uh, i know radiant makes a lot of great hazies and I've been drinking a lot of different radiant hazies. So, um, but yeah, it's, that's just not really my style. My style is more with the West Coast. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, the, the hazy IPA has been a thing now or a fixture now for the past, maybe four or five years, at least in California. Um, but there also, there's also seems to be like kind of a pushback to that nowadays with they're kind of brewing more West Coast IPAs, it seems like. And it also seems yeah. like they're, they're going back to loggers. So it's kind of like a right. like a, a, a return back to what we were doing even before that. Um, so you're, you're starting to see more West Coast IPAs. That definitely you're seeing seeing a big increase in, in breweries brewing lagers now. And I think uh, yeah, that was that was also part of the tap takeover was a, a lager. I think from uh, Knee Deep, right? I think yeah, it was our. Oh, we did. It was Ola Senor, which is our Mexican style lager that we had there. Um, at the time, to- at that time, we had Ola Senor. We had uh, No Seeds, No Stems, which is our triple IPA. We had Simtra, and then we had Breaking Bud. So those are the four beers we had there. Um, but yeah, so um, 
I feel like uh, you're right. You're correct. Like uh, West Coast is definitely coming in. Um, and loggers are definitely coming in. I kind of feel like there's been a big surge for like, like a hoppy lager, like a West Coast lager or West Coast pilsner. Um, you see a lot of breweries doing that right now. And honestly, I'm all for it. I love it. I love that, like, kind of just that lager taste with just like dry hop, you know, hops in there. And it's, I mean, it, I'm all for it, man. It's, I, I, if I could find a good hoppy lager, I'll take it, you know. So I know, like, that one, I know hop, I know I have hop secret in there because they make a great hoppy lager. So, yeah. Well, um, so, what, what city do you live in? I live in Long Beach. Oh, okay. Because you're talking about because uh, I live in Monterey Park, so you know Ogopogo mm -hmm. and Hop Secret, they're fairly close. So I thought you were in the, mm -hmm. like San Gabriel Valley area because you have all these uh, these local uh, local sure. breweries. So that was the one thing too. Like I got uh, through this through this time with you know being a different industry, different parts of the industry like production, distribution, sales. I got to meet a lot of different people. And I met some of the, I mean, I met the El Segundo guys. I've met the Hop Secret guys. I've met Ogopogo guys, you know. So whenever I go to visit them, they always just give me beer, you know. And I we trade off. I'll give them the, yeah. they give me, they give me some of theirs. So um, I do get this, that's a good part of my job. A great part of my job is I get to, you know, see other people and, and try other beers from other breweries and talk about possible collabs. So we'll see, oh, yeah. you know, who, who who knows what's going to happen? Um, I know Knee Deep is is wanting to do more collabs with, with breweries down here, so we got some stuff in the works. I can't really say much, but uh, okay. we do have some stuff going on um, with that. But uh, it, it'll definitely be out there, um, and you guys will know who we do collabs with soon, pretty soon. So um, let me see. So, so the Uncle Henry's Tap Takeover and, and Uncle Henry's. I mean. Uncle Henry's is a pretty amazing spot. H had you heard of Uncle Henry's prior to uh, to you guys doing a tap takeover there? Also, honestly, no. Like so, um, which is a shame because it's a great place, uh, absolute great place. I wish I would have known about this years ago, but no, I unfortunately no. So um, we our distri our distribution is through Scout. So our Scout rep, my Scout rep in that area, said, "Hey, make sure you go to Uncle Henry's." Yeah and go see them and try to get something in the books. And they were excited to see uh, a knee deep rep down here again. So that's where we kind of worked everything together and got a tap takeover ticket, you know, uh, on the books. So um, we got the, and we got the beers we wanted, we got all this stuff ready. So it, it was great, but yeah, I, I had never heard of them. Um, but now I'm, I'm glad I know the, who they are now because I've been there a few times. Yeah. Um, after the takeover i've been there just to have a sandwich or two or or just have some beers with those guys in there you know so um it was really great and i i will say that i got to meet a lot of great guys that were from downey that are craft beer drinkers and yeah. you know just and they were so friendly. everybody was super friendly super knowledgeable about our beers the beers in general and it was just a great night you know and yeah i i didn't know what to expect you know and it was it was it blew my expectations like i was just like so happy to be there and got to meet like people like you and other people there just local people that just love craft beer you know and yeah. and you know people that have were born and raised in la you know and just that love craft beer and it, it was great it was great to get to know people there you know so i had a great time there man yeah so uncle henry's definitely check them out if you haven't uh, it's an amazing place. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a really, it's a, you know, I've I've lived in Downing, I lived in Southgate in LA, and now Monterey Park. 
and it's a really it's a really unique spot because from the outside it's pretty unassuming it's yeah. it's like kind of like in a like a strip area strip mall area it's, and there's yeah. a, a grocery store and uh and so from outside you're just think you and, and you probably don't even notice it from outside and then you walk in and you realize that they have i'm taking a wild guess maybe 75 to 100 taps in that little unassuming spot Mm-hmm. And you realize that man, they have some high level beers on tap and in the in and cans to go. Yeah, um, and, yeah. and you would never you would never think that just looking from the outside, uh walking by it. Right, um, exactly. But but it's I don't a, know it's, if a ever... it's a pretty special it's a pretty special place. Most definitely is. Yeah. I don't know if you got a chance to ever check out like their walk-in, right? That go that right behind it and how they do all the kegs. And have they do all the six pearls and they just kind of shove them in there? <laughs> I mean, I, I, they opened it up and I looked. And, I mean, I got anxiety just looking in there. It was just, <laughs> there was just like barrels everywhere, every which way, but they make it work. They made it work. And I, I mean, hats off to them for doing that. Like it's, it, it's an awesome place, man. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I had a great time there. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, and and we're talking about some high level beers that you're not going to find anywhere else. So right, right. Uh, I always exactly. I always tell people that hey, you you got to take the you know, and it's Downey, it's not too far from uh, from downtown LA. You got to take the trip to Uncle Henry's because uh, you're in for a surprise. the The only thing I would say, my only my only criticism, and it's really kind of a compliment, it's a small mm-hmm. space, and mm-hmm. so for yeah. the knee deep for the knee deep, I, I showed up with uh, with my boys. And uh, and you were, we're struggling to find seats because everybody's in seats. And you're right, yeah. you, you you guys had a great turnout for uh, for the knee deep tap takeover because that place was was jam packed. You could not find a seat in that spot. Right, right. Oh yeah, I mean it it, it worked, man. I think people were happy. You know, people may have stood for like a minute or two or just a couple minutes, whatever. Uh, I was willing to share my little area with people. You know, so it it, it worked out great. I think it worked out really great. So. I saw that you yeah, you got a little table like yeah. you didn't have to wait too long yeah so yeah we got yeah, lucky yeah. I, I started trying to force yeah. people out I'm like are you guys leaving anytime yeah. soon like, are you guys done? Yeah. To, like camp out like camping out on tables like saying hey right, right. you guys look like you're about done I think <laughs> uh, that's why my only criticism it's a it's a very tiny spot and uh, and you really want to sit down and try all those beers but you but you're absolutely correct though and and. There's a lot of people there that go to Uncle Henry's that are serious, diehard craft beer drinkers that really have high level knowledge. And uh, I saw you talking to a bunch of them uh, over mm-hmm. there by the counter, and mm-hmm. uh, and it was just a, it was a, a pretty pretty solid event, uh, good turnout, people enjoying uh, the neat knee deep beers that were there. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a great a great time. So so tell me. I'm trying to figure out because you know usually we have like either owners or brewers, so it's cool to have someone in on the the sales and distribution side. Um, what sure. what does an average day for you look like? Okay, so normally I wake up, I kind of look at my inventory or what what I have, um, and I just kind of base my day off that. I I wake up, I kind of plan my day of where I'm going to be. Usually by Monday morning, I already know I already have my week planned out, so. Like tomorrow, I'm actually going to be in like the South OC area. So I have all my accounts that I'm going to, I know I'm going to go hit down there, you know. Um, and a lot of the stuff that I do is mainly on-premise. So a lot of the on-premise people will be 
not they won't be there till later in the day so i kind of start a little later in the day and then kind of you know make my day a little longer just based on that but if i know like like tomorrow i don't really have to start too early or too late because i could kind of start earlier because i have a lot of accounts down there that are off premise so most of those people open early like liquor stores restaurant or liquor stores um stuff like that you know just kind of 7-elevens and stuff like that they all open early so it was, and I can always catch somebody in the morning. So I can go there early and then hit all my my on-premise guys later. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just kind of, I wake up, do my thing on the inventory list, see what I can sell. I load up my, my cool little cooler I got and start driving to where I'm going. So just hit different accounts um, that, you know, most of them are accounts that I already have or new accounts that I want to bring in. Or I'll talk to my scout rep and see, hey, what, what areas, should I hit? Who should I hit? Who can I talk to? So it's just constant communication with my scout rep in that area at the time. So, um, but yeah, most of the time I'm just in my truck. My truck is my office yeah. pretty much, you know, so I have everything in there. Um, and yeah, it's just so basically just kind of show up and just talk about beer. And, and what's the great thing about it, I would say about 80% of the people know who knee deep is, which yeah. makes my job a little, makes my job easier, you know, because, they already know our product. They already know we're good, we, we, who we are, and what we do, and we make great craft beers. So they're 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 just more aesthetic than like they're we actually they have a, actually we have a knee deep rep down here. So when they realize that, they're like, oh man, that's great. Now I know now I know what you guys have, you know. And I tell them if you need anything, if you want to see a bigger catalog or anyway, just let me know. So uh, and most of the time, I make a sale. So it's. It's great, you know. It's like I said, the product kind of sells itself because Needy yeah. is just it's so big and people know it that they're like, give me Breaking Bud or give me Hoptologist or give me something that's new or you know. So the some of the newer beers we have out this this month um, are going to be Galaxy on Fire, which is our single hop Galaxy IPA. Uh, we also have a key lime pie sour called Pucker Keister. Uh, it's out right now. So um, and then also we have Double Breaking Bud. Uh, double breaking yeah it's our double version of breaking butt nice. so yeah and then a newer beer that is our one of our newest core beers that we just started doing this year 2023 it's called deep island which is our tropical ipa okay so it's kind of it's kind of got a little bit of sweetness and a little bit of bitterness and that dank taste of an ipa with a little bit of sweetness it kind of you know some people are kind of weary about trying it but when they do it's like wow this actually works because it's it's very balanced uh, it's not too overly sweet. It's not too overly hoppy. It's kind of got that ba great balance. So it's actually become one of my one of my go to beers as well. So, um, but we use mosaic hops in that, so it kind of gives it that hoppiness taste. So, um, but yeah, that's what we have right now. But yeah, my, my my day is usually just seeing seeing other reps, seeing you know different buyers of different places like i said tomorrow i'll be in south oc so i have my little schedule who i who i'm gonna hit and all that so yeah you yeah. probably you probably have one of the coolest company trucks i've seen by the way <laughs> yeah it's a great truck uh i love it it's completely wrapped uh yeah. the whole knee deep wrapping of it i love it too it's it's become like a little office to me you know um and yeah absolutely love it uh, i get so many compliments of people you know from people oh like oh you know just there's just the love like the logo of it and how we yeah. have a little hop little guy on there so yeah, yeah the, the, does the hop guy the the man scientist does he have a name 
What do you have? What, is, is so <laughs> I was told, I was told his name is Hoplo, H-O-P-L-O. Hoplo. Hoplo. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> that's not, that's not like set in stone. Like, I guess that's not confirmed. Um, my, when I told my, I asked my boss, he just laughed and he's like, he's like, yeah, I guess that's his name. And I'm like, okay. okay. So yeah. So I, I've been calling him Hoplo, which is cool. I think it's a great name. You know, he, he's a little hop guy, you know? So uh, and we all we have a beer out right um, coming out next, which which it's we brewed again. I'll just say we we weren't going to brew it. It was just going to be a one off beer, but we decided to brew it again. It's called Hoplo Escobar, which is our double hazy. So oh, nice! It's, it's basically like the little Hoplo guy, and he has like a little mustache ah. and it looks like uh like Pablo Escobar. So, right. So we call it Hoplo Escobar. So. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I got the name from, and that's where I was told that's oh, that's the guy's name. That's the little guy's name. His name's Hoplo. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. What about <laughs> what about what about Doctor Hoppenstein? Doctor, like, he's like he's like it. Frankenstein. He's like a mad scientist. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna propose propose to the the higher ups that that I want to call him. Uh, you guys should do a beer called Doctor Hoppenstein. Oh like man, that. that would be that would be great. Yes. Oh my, absolutely. <sighs> Maybe like a Halloween beer or something. You know. So there you go. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's yeah. see. So so how often are you getting shipments from Auburn? Is that that was that the way it works? Like they 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 yes. they brew stuff, they can it, and then they send it send it down to you to uh, to put on the shelves. Sure. Like everything in a nutshell. Basically, I place the orders. I I let them know this is what we need for this month. And they put it all in an invoice and send it down. So it's usually once a month. Um, we get it around the end, of, towards the end of the month, every month. Uh, so that we're getting, we're actually getting a new shipment in next week. Okay, and then you yeah. push it out to the stores. Do you find you, know, you do you find that post COVID there's there's more options to to put uh, knee deep on shelves, or there's because you know you know we mentioned strand. A number of breweries have closed uh, uh, since uh, COVID. Is it easier to place product on shelves, or you think it's just much, just as much competition as there was pre-pandemic? I mean, honestly, I feel like there's just so many breweries out there that it, there is some competition to it. Um, but you know, we 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 haven't had any issues like getting like some of our core items in, uh, like you know, like Breaking Bud, Simtra, Hoptologist. Um, we also do like the 12 pack or I'm sorry, the six pack 12 ounce cans. So those actually do really well. We have um, um, deep clarity, deep haze, slow-mo uh, and uh, deep violin. They're all the, the six pack 12 ounce cans. So those actually do really well. Um, but yeah, of course there's, I mean, there's definitely, you, you look at a shelf anywhere you go that sells craft beer and you just see how many breweries there are that are on there and you, you know an average just a, maybe just a beginner craft beer drinker can look there and be like what do i choose you yeah. know what's good what well, i don't know you know they're basing it off somebody telling them or they're basing off like maybe the can like if the can looks cool you know or they know they hey i tried a hazy once you know i liked it there's a few hazies here let me just pick one you know so and then people base it off of you know what the how the can looks or you know where they they, they they see that brewery there, so it's you have to keep that all in mind when you're trying to sell to them. You know, so I kind of I actually when I first walk into a store that has the sells craft beer, I kind of scope it out first. I kind of scope out what they're doing, 
and how they're placing it everywhere and if there's any even shelf space there if they're having if they have one brewery and they have like 10 of their beers so i kind of you know gauge it that way so i know what to bring in i can kind of know what sells you know or i know um that you know they're not just bringing in local breweries they might be bringing in other breweries from up north or from chicago or from texas or something like that so you know, it just depends on on the, every liquor store is different. Every owner of the liquor store is different. They want certain things. Um, there's a place in Tustin uh, that is very picky about what they get. Very, very picky. Um, so I walk in there and they're like, he just tells me, what, what's what's your new stuff? What? I, well, we got breaky, but uh, I've had breaky, but you know, I know it sells. I want my customers want new things. They come in here to want they want the stuff that you can't get. You know, so I kind of pitch those to them. So it's just based on what they want. You know, you kind of go in there and see that. But I feel that our name is so well known that, yeah, you know, it's going to be a little bit of a competition. But at the end, you know, they're probably they're more likely going to bring us in with at least a couple couple shelves, you know, a couple shelf space for us. So um, we're going to get some 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 spots. So it shouldn't it's usually not an issue now. You know, I, I, it's a pet peeve of mine, uh, and and see if uh, if you share the pet peeve, even though I don't know if you can say it or not. Uh, when you okay. go into a store and you see like the IPAs outside the fridge and they're just sitting on on shelves, that I don't know if that if you can say if that that's a big bother for you. But I I was in uh, Bevmo, for example, uh, and I'll name the name. I don't care. Uh, but Bevmo keeps all of their IPAs just at room temperature, not in the refrigerators. And and we right. know, you know, as, especially with the with an IPA to uh, to to improve the shelf life and the freshness of the can, you probably want that in the refrigerator. One hundred percent. Is that something that uh, is that is that bother you as much as it bothers me, or you can't say because well, you know, your accounts probably have them uh, outside the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this: I, I will agree with you. Um, you know. Bevmo does is that uh, I I wouldn't say I, personally I would say yes it does bother me but I mean at least it, they're selling it in some way but you know you're I mean it, it does you need to preserve the freshness of it and the only way to really do that is to keep it cold you know so that's the best way to do that I can't say the only way so the best way to do it is to keep it cold so I mean yeah I just it it, it I wouldn't say it's a deal breaker for me. To, to sell them there to sell to them or not but i would say I, you don't really encounter it too much like bevmo is one um but a lot of the liquor stores will know that and they'll keep it in their you know their walk-ins and stuff so um but personally yes it, it is like if i was to go I, I mean just think about it as a buyer if i was to think about it as a buyer like a person yeah. that wants to buy beer you know yeah. am i going to choose the stuff that's been sitting on the shelf warm or am i going to choose the stuff that's cold like you know of course i'm going to choose it's cold you know so uh but i just feel that some of these places think it's okay to do it you know and you know I, unfortunately that's nothing that's out of my control you know yeah so. what and kind of along similar lines what about um canning dates and keeping product on shelf too long I mean, we know we sure. know we know something like an IPA um, is going to lose that hop. It's going to lose the hop aroma. It's going to lose the right. bitterness, and mm -hmm. those malts are going to become more prominent over time. Um, right. 
does that something you know do you do you how does how does from your standpoint how does that work do you have any impact um, over that i really don't it's basically up to the up to the store up to the liquor store up to or any anything that that buys from us so it's kind of up to them i try to do my best to help with the rotation of the beers so if i know that they have a couple cases there i'll make sure that you know some of the fresher stuff well they kind of do a rotation of it so you know the the older dates hope i try to push it to the front you know there shouldn't be that many um but if anything that's older um i I try to like kind of push the front myself but most of the time like scout itself uh they're pretty much in charge of that and they have merchandisers there should be on top of that stuff okay um but they are and scout's great scout is amazing i mean i've never had any issues with any kind of code dates or anything um now our last distributor, which I can't say, but they're they were not. So um or we're, we're kind of like kind of in the beginning there, we're playing we're fixing their problems, you know. So uh, but we've got it all worked out. I think it works really well now. It's been good, really great. Um great relationship with them with Scout. So uh and like the merchandisers are really they do a really good job. So um yeah, but in some of the companies that don't have a merchandiser or they they do self-distro, they basically, they have to keep on top of it. So, yeah. but I feel like we, our company and Scout are definitely on top of that. So at least I am, like if I go into a store and I see that they bought a couple cases, I'll just check dates and make sure that everything's fresh, you know, and everything's good to go. So most of the time it is, I would say about 90% of the time I go, it's, it's usually, they do a good job. And, and I just think about like from the brewer standpoint, you create a product and you want the consumer to have that product as you intended. And especially if you're, especially if you're trying to reach out to new craft brew drinkers and you get a, a can of say Hoptologist and it's, you know, six months, six to eight months old. And so you, you try that and you think, well, Hey, this isn't kind of what I thought uh, 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 an IPA an Imperial IPA would be. And, you know, it's Imperial. So, you know, it's a, it's a little maltier to begin with, but just to boost right. the ABV. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you have that hop drop off, then, you know, then it really is probably doing a disservice to the brewer who, who created this recipe to be, uh, to be enjoyed a certain way. So right, uh, I know, right. I, I know it's a, it's a pet, another pet peeve of mine when I go look at dates on cans and yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm not, not, not mean to pick on, I won't pick on Bevmo. I'll pick on the total wine this time, uh, <laughs> but you, you go. go and you see dates and you're like, wait a second. I'm not, I'm not buying that. That's, you know, eight to 10 months old when, uh, and it's an IPA. I, I already know what that's going to taste like. And it's not going to taste uh, like the, the way the brewer intended to. So just kind of some pet peeves of mine. Uh, how often are you guys, are you doing events like tap takeovers, like the uncle Henry event? So um, I, Lately, I've been doing one to two events a week. Nice. Um, so last week I had an event. This week I have two events. Um, so yeah, it, it's it seems like I've been doing. Actually, I got three events this week. Um, so I have a. Um, well, it's, I feel it's okay to 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 shout it out. Um, I have one going on at Rance's Pizza in Long Beach. Okay. Um, they were doing a pint night kind of thing with trivia. So I'm going to, I have to have my own trivia team and kind of be under the knee deep name. 
uh, and <laughs> we're going to be serving serving beer. Our beers kind of is going to be like our our guest is going to be us. And their guest is going to be us with our beer. So we're having deep island there. Are you are um, you stu- are you st- are you studying for that? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> as long gotta, as it's sports, sports, movies, and music and beer, yeah. I'm good. I'm good you gotta to go. rep- You any, gotta represent. <laughs> anything other than that? Well, I got some friends coming that are a little smarter than me, so nice. I'll kind of I'll kind of like have them do all the smarter questions. You're but... sta- you're stacking you're stacking the deck. You're bringing in the right. I'm, try, I'm the trying movies. to bring it all together. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. <laughs> So yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll let you know tomorrow or <laughs> after the event tomorrow how it went. Um, awesome. And then yeah, so tomorrow I'm doing that, and then um, on t- Wednesday I have another pint night in Irvine at Eureka Burger. Um, I have that going on. It's they're just doing a another kind of um, keep the pint kind of thing with okay. our Deep Clarity, which is our West Coast IPA. Nice. Oh, I forgot to mention yesterday or tomorrow is for. At Rancid's, it's going to be Deep Island, Deep Island IPA, okay. which is our tropical IPA. Uh, and then this coming weekend is the South Bay Beer and Wine Festival, and oh, yeah. I will I will have a tent there. I will be there. Nice. I will be um, giving away beer for any deep beers, and wow. yeah, yeah. So busy, busy trying to promote the product and get it into the uh, the consumer's hands, which is always a good thing. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. so then I got some other stuff coming up too, but that's kind of later in the future. I am doing another tap takeover. Um, just got in the books today uh, at Second Street Bar, Whole Foods, and El Segundo. Oh, okay. So we're going to be having four beers there. Uh, it's going to be June 1st um, from 4 to 9, or 4 to 7. So uh, just a little pint night, keep the pint kind of thing. Uh, we're going to be having uh, Hoptologist. Nice. Uh, double uh, Breaking Bud, Hoplo Escobar, and Ola Senor, which is our Mexican style locker. All right. Busy, busy times. Dan, I want to thank you for your time today, especially so late in the evening. I know you're a busy guy, but I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking to us about Knee Deep and Hoptologist and all the other cool stuff you have going on, especially the Knee Deep anniversary on June 10th. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for your time. All right, this has uh, been Leonard uh, at Bivon. I've been here with Dan Reyes of Needy Brewing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers.